0: heavy track today
1: yeah not vibing risky lettuce getting sinker vibes
0: i don't know says on the tab app she's firming don't just vibe it get expert tips in tab's new race feed tab we're on what are you really gambling with mick Girin's on the line with some new zealand news he's at the ready to run sales and mick is such a leviathan these days he covers the sales and he buys every third lot how are you mick I'm doing well thinking, Matt. I'm selling today. I'm not purchasing today, Matt, although these things can change
1: very quickly. <laughs> what, <laughs> are you, are
0: what are you flogging today? What are you selling? Uh,
1: we've got two lots. I, I think they'll both well, they'll be in the top 10 today for sure, but they, they could well be in the top five. We've got an all-too-hard repurchase out of the Magics and a Russian Revolution we purchased out of the Magics as well. So they're both later today. And, yeah, I'll be surprised if they don't go for good money. I think the all-too-hard... Might be in the top
0: five somewhere, I think. So it's kind of a different version of pin hooking. So, just without revealing too much, what did you pay for them at the Magics and what are you hoping no, today? Matey, I, I always tell
1: people the truth about the things on RECN. It's been such a long relationship. The all too hard was 100, but he's probably a four to 500 horse today. Uh, and the Russian was a 160, and he'll, he'll be at least double that. So. Look, it's definitely pin-hooking. It's a big business. You have some that work and some that don't work. But I tell you, it's a funny thing, mate. I reckon the last five years buying horses, you know, could be probably spent a million a year on horses. Um, I've learned more than probably the previous 20 in regards to the horses, not the punting side or the journalism side. But when you mix with horse people, like yesterday, I did an interview with Mick Price because uh, I'm hosting the sales here for NZB and Nick was on for nine minutes, yeah. and it was like a tutorial. And, you know, you obviously know Nick, far better than I do. But when you mix with those horse people, because they live it day in, day out, and many of them don't do anything else, as Nick said yesterday, they said, I hate golf. <laughs> but when you when you deal with those people, you realise their depth of knowledge. And if you can go to every sale, and I go to all of them, and you can learn one thing per sale, but you know, ten things more at the end of the year. So that's what I found it really valuable for. I think it's made me a better presenter, because... I think too many presenters these days are just based around the punt mm. and it can't it can't just be that. It just can't. Like you know yourself, back in the day when you used to go to track work and the Freedy brothers were ruling Flemington you learn a lot more in four hours of track work than you do talking to another bunch of Junos
0: and Punter. And it's about building relationships. And back in the old days, like Junos, I remember I had an editor who's, uh, if he saw you sitting at your desk, he'd give you a kick up the bum because you should have been out there at the, you know, even at a pub having a chat and, a, and picking up a yarn. But then that all changed. But, Oh, I think that that's, um, you know, those days at track work with the Freddie Brothers or whoever it was and you with uh, Murray Baker. It's It forms relationships, gives you stories. It sort of builds and builds and builds a bit of a, a backlog of information that you can sort of regurgitate when required.
1: Well, I, I tell you one other thing it does too, Matt, is I just said the trial files. I think they're fantastic. I think they're great and, and it's important because you can see the horses. You can have as many speed maps as you want. And as many ratings as you want, and I respect all the people who do those because they're skill sets I don't have. But the crucial factor to me having a proper bet I had a proper bet a couple of weeks ago. And, and I can out I cancelled out of it. I looked at the horse in the parade and thought, this can't win. And I cancelled the bet. So I got out it. it cost me twelve hundred bucks to get out of it, but it was a decent it was a decent sized bet. Did it win? Um nope, didn't Good um, man. Good and- man. Well spotted. And it, and <laughs> it will at the sales, you learn to evaluate the horses for what they are because there's no jockeys and no colours on them. Whereas you can sometimes be fooled into thinking a horse can do things it can't do because of the jockey or the colours on top of them. You treat a Kieran Ma horse differently than you treat a small time trainer from Clayton. Yeah. That's just a fact of life. Mm-hmm. So it's been really valuable for me, madam, because. If you learn those things, you're adding to your skill set. And I don't get me wrong on that. I realize everybody has to do it their own way. But when you sit down with guys like Nick or you've been lucky enough, you know, I had a really good conversation with Joseph O'Brien when I went to Ascot. Those are the things you learn, and they stick in the back of your mind, and then you can pull them out in three weeks or three months or three years if it's relevant to a situation. So, look, I say to people all the time, I don't... A, a big discussion with a young journal about it six months ago i said get on every plane you can and go everywhere you can and if you learn one thing you'll know 10 more things in a year's time than you know now so that's why i love the sales sales are great because i was talking to moods outside well, on race day moods is busy but yeah. here he's only bought one horse so we're just, we're just casually chewing the fat over horses and he bought a super and talking about how the super looks so I find it really valuable for me, Maddie, but I fully respect it's not how everybody wants to digest the racing product.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, tell us a snapshot of the ready-to-run as it's been so far and uh, any other news uh, in Kiwiland.
1: The best and biggest ready-to-run sale ever in this part of the world. I I say that with no hyperbole because I hate hyperbole. God, it was frenetic yesterday. So there was an Australasian record for a ready-to-run horse, $800,000 for a son of Harry Angel um for hong kong based buyers but he will spend time in new zealand and potentially australia on the way through there um, there was a seven hundred and twenty five thousand dollars written tycoon which was also a record so both things were records we haven't seen a lot of the hong kong buyers come to the two sales english and magics for the ready to run horses this year and people were a bit worried by that but they've kept their powder dry they've all turned up here matt it is literally and just out everywhere and there's so much money here for the top end horses. Um, a lot of the Australian trainers are getting blown out of the water. There's, there was a period yesterday between lot one hundred and four and lot one eighteen where we had like three five hundred and fifty thousand dollars lots, which would usually be massively the top lot, and then a couple of four eighties and that sort of stuff. And then we had the seven forty five before that, and the eight hundred later. And so I've asked people who know the, the legit people. I said, "Look, has all the money gone here?" They said, "Nope." Plenty of the boys from Hong Kong missed, plenty of the Australians missed yesterday, and they're going to go again today. So this will be clearly the biggest ever sale for ready-to-run horses in this part of the world. For people who like the numbers, the average on the first day last year was 124,000. 124? Yesterday, Matt, it was 165,000. That's a 35% increase in average, and that is remarkable. Under the current climate, we have seen some of the other sales be a bit softer.
0: Well, and to think 20 years ago they were treated with such scepticism, and now they are absolutely uh, prime time. Anything else in 60 seconds, Michael?
1: Um, racing over here starts to, to boost up. The Gallops had a massive week last week in Christchurch, so the harness had the Inter-Dominion starting Saturday week. It's in Queensland. It's going to be good on the pacing side, a little bit skinny on the trotting side. Um, but in the Gallops front in New Zealand, a lot of good horses coming back now. So we, the season here, your off-season, November, December, January, where things aren't quite as sexy, is our really busy time. So there's going to be a lot of slack taken up there. I can see a few Australian jockeys popping over the ditch a little bit in the next month, Matt, but really strong racing. Pukakoe on Saturday has a pretty decent horse called Aquacade for the premiership-leading jockey in New Zealand, South African Warren Kennedy. It's a horse that might turn up in in pretty decent races in Sydney in the autumn. So, yep, Puka Coey, the next focus, but everybody here today thinking about one thing, and that is the ready-to-run sales. Mm -hmm. There's about 120 lots to go.
0: I did a function with Mike Maroney a couple of days ago. He he alerted me to two really nice horses he's got coming up in New Zealand. One's going to go in the Millions. I can't remember their names, but just to keep an eye out it's for the called, Mike Maroney. It's, it's called uh, Sarji. Sarji oh, yes. is a two-year-old?
1: Yep. It's raced on Saturday, Matt, at Puka It's In the two-year-old race, a very strong two-year-old race. And, yes, it's one of the favourites for the Million, And it bolted in on debut.
0: Lovely. Hey, good on you, mate. Thanks for that. Enjoy the sale. Good, good luck with you, your mate. selling. Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> Nick there.